Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, you're listening to the Saving You Is Killing Me podcast hosted by me, Andrea Seidel. I'm the author and founder of Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. This podcast is for you if you're ready to find a way to struggle well, take back your power, and live life happier while you're navigating loving or losing someone to addiction. I wholeheartedly believe that when you love someone with an addiction, your life gets damaged in some way. Since we can't control someone else's addiction, but we are greatly affected by it, the number one thing you can do is take back your power and focus on you. I believe happiness, joy, and well-being is available to anyone. So the thoughts and perspectives I share here on the show are my own and those of the guests on the show. If you ever hear anything that feels harmful or triggering, I'm pre-apologizing and I'm open to being better and value any feedback and the permission to be human. That said, always take what you love, what feels good and leave the rest. The conversations and tools I'll share here will give you everything you need to figure out exactly how to navigate addiction, put yourself first, and how to build resilience for your well-being in a way that feels really, really good. I use these tools to take back the power in my life to build my strength back up and restore peace. And I teach my clients how to create their own version of a life where they can tap into their power and restore their happiness. My goal is so that you don't feel alone and that you feel supported. I am here for you. Sending hugs. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I hope you're doing as good as can be. And I always say that. Because let's face it, when you love someone with an addiction, it can be a real challenge, a real struggle. But we're here as a community to help lift you up, help you regain your power and tap into advocating for yourself and your own well-being, as well as finding some joy in your life. So oftentimes we get pulled into the vortex of addiction. And so today I'm so excited because I have an amazing friend and colleague uh, on the show today, and she is going to help us so that we can learn to coach ourselves and actually tap into being able to take action in our life for positive change. And now I know those sound like a lot of buzzwords, but oh my gosh, Becky Frazier, I'm so excited to introduce you to her. She is going to help walk us through some things that we can really use on our own time in case we maybe can't afford to go to a life coach or maybe we just want to coach ourselves around things. I know for me, I sometimes I'll pull out my journal and think, okay, Andrea, you know, what am I needing, feeling, wanting? And I, I coach myself through a lot of things. And I have to say, it helps me, especially through some really challenging things. Uh, 
things that I might be navigating. So I'm so excited. Without further ado, welcome to the show, Becky. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, my pleasure. So Becky is a certified professional coach and she's a speaker, a facilitator, and she is the founder of Focus for Growth. And she actually has an amazing book too that has come out. It's called Coach You, The Introverted Skeptic's Guide to Leadership. And her book is available. It's all about a coach's approach to integrating who you who you are with how you lead. And now we are so lucky to have you on the show, Becky. So Give us a little. How are you? How are things going? Things are things are going well. As you as we were talking earlier, even spring has sprung and it just feels a little bit lighter and a little bit more a world of possibility at this time of year. And I think that that's something that has just been showing up in a variety of different ways, professionally and personally for me. Oh, so good. So exciting. And so I'm curious, do you, you, do you coach yourself? Do you take time to walk yourself through your own coaching? <laughs> I would say pretty much daily, if I'm honest. It's, uh, you know, where am I going today? What are the things that are in front of me? Which are those that I feel like I can navigate seamlessly and, and almost hopefully effortlessly? And in other circumstances, you know, even with the background that I have, I have to be very conscientious about what is it that I want to take into this conversation or into this situation? Who do I choose to be in that moment? And coaching myself into that mindset to be that version of myself. Oh, I love it. And now, of course, full disclaimer, I always have the expression, you can't read the label when you're inside the jar. So oftentimes when we try to coach ourselves, it's hard to see some of the, you know, some of the, the, the stickiness or some of the clunky pieces. It's sometimes hard to see maybe our blind spots. And so obviously, yes, working with a coach like yourself and working with coaches are is really, really beneficial. However, we thought today would be a really fun episode because this is all about regaining our strength, taking action in our own life, advocating for ourselves. And so we can still really reap the benefits of self-coaching and also moving into action. That's your specialty is taking action and coaching yourself for positive change, right? Yes, absolutely. And and there are limits because we're not able to always navigate through. In fact, I, I had a lovely walk with a friend of mine yesterday and we were talking about exactly that thing where there's a certain point where you can get to on your own. And there are some hurdles that just require some help. Someone needs to lift you so that you're able to leap over and navigate through those situations as well. And so there's a lot we can do on our own. And sometimes getting that helping hand is really what is needed and what is important for us to continue to grow. So great. Okay. So I think we want to tap into the idea of like a lot of people, a lot of the listeners perhaps are in a place where they're feeling, oh my gosh, there is so much out of control in their life. When you love someone with an addiction, you can't control addiction. And in fact, you, you, there's nothing you can do uh, other than advocate for yourself, take back your power, focus on you. So that is why today's episode is so important. So for the listener, like where is a place where we would start? Well, I think one of the really big things that is important about self-advocacy is acknowledging what we want. To your point, 
it, it's impossible to control anyone else. And it doesn't matter who that anyone else might be. And certainly someone suffering from, you know, addiction and, and really living that experience. So for those who are around them, it becomes what is important to me? What do I want for me with that person? And also just for me. Mm, so true. Yeah. So focusing on you and what you do have control over and um, turning the lens onto ourselves. And so first step is tapping into what is it that I really do want? And maybe even if the listeners think of something, you know, small, like something, it's like, you know what, I really would love to get fresh air every day. So then they could walk themselves through that and maybe coach themselves around getting fresh air every day or whatever that is. Um, I think that you're right. So first is identifying um, even the, the fact in admitting that we have the power and we can advocate for ourselves and it's up to us to, to do the things that we can do, focus and define what it is for us that is important. Yes. And to me, it really does come down to, it isn't necessarily at that first stage of it, getting what you want. That first step is really acknowledging that you have the want and recognizing that it's acceptable and you can acknowledge for yourself, I do want that fresh air every day. I want to be able to have 10 minutes to myself, wherever that might be, so that I can choose how I'm going to take my, the rest of my day because it doesn't need to be first thing in the morning, right? We get to design those experiences in those moments. And so acknowledging that you want something can be powerful in, in regaining your voice, even before you take action toward getting it. Oh, I'm in love with this. So acknowledging and just finding your voice of, of what it is you actually desire for yourself, what's important for you. The first step is just acknowledging that it's okay to have those desires for yourself. It's okay. And I always say it's okay to desire to have a joyful life of peace. It's okay to want to have a partner that respects you and comes to bed at a decent hour. Like all these are rights for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what you want is not defined by what's possible right now. So it, it is also something that Say you that again <laughs> into and phase into. So acknowledging what you want doesn't require that it is possible today. It is creating the awareness and the image of what that want truly is. And sometimes in a coaching relationship, that work can take a lot of time just to un unveil what it is that you really want, because especially when we've been holding that back and resisting living what we want for any period of time, taking that time to peel those layers back to say, no, this is actually what I want, not what someone else told me I should want. Oh, I love that. Okay. So how do we do that? How do we unpack? How do we peel some of those layers away? How do we tap back into those desires for ourselves again, especially if you've been putting the needs of someone else above your own or caring for someone with addiction in your life? Um, how do we start that process? One of the things that I really think about with respect to really taking that time to, to do that introspection, it doesn't need to be 
hours and days of of kind of going into a room and creating those moments. And if you have the time and you have the opportunity to to do that or to do vision boarding and, and things like that, of course, I'm an advocate for those things. But so often what I hear is, I don't have time for that, Becky. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to be able to spend the time to kind of pull all that together, but I've got a lot going on and that's not possible. And one of the things that I encourage is just creating that awareness throughout your day. Did mm -hmm. I like that? Did I enjoy that? Was that meaningful for me? Or maybe it wasn't joyful. It wasn't meaningful. And if I could replace that, what would I choose in place of that thing that I didn't enjoy? So it's it's really being a bit more self-aware in terms of what is meaningful, what is important, what is valuable, and really almost keeping a list, you know, that journaling of that or even like I'm kind of famous now for carrying my little um, index cards around with me so right. that anytime I want to jot an idea down, I have an opportunity to do that. So it also means that it goes with you wherever you are. And really, even taking a note on your phone, you don't need to be like me with an index card. <laughs> Just open up something on your phone where you can jot it down. Oh, I love this. Okay. So it's self-awareness. It's just gaining and it's not just sitting down and like, you know, spending hours on this necessarily It's just checking in every now and then. And I know for me, I wake up in the morning and I, I often start my morning with what am I feeling? What am I needing? What am I wanting? But obviously pausing between those and hearing my answers. And I, I love this concept that you bring up too, that it's almost like a journey. Like it's not necessarily a big grandiose. It's like, it just starts with gaining more and more awareness and then recognizing before even self-advocacy, before even action, it's just about getting quiet and peeling away the layer, layers of what it is that you desire most for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now because, I love, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, because that second, that second stage of it, is building the message for yourself. So that first bit of acknowledging what you want and what you desire, and then it starts to be building that messaging around it. Some of that is creating the message for yourself, and sometimes it is building the message for other people. This is my limit. This is how I choose to show up. This is what's important to me so that you can design a communication that others are able to hear. Ooh. And sometimes that other is you. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's, let's unpack that a little. So building the message. So it's okay. We kind of get more in tune with what it is we want for ourselves and, and what we desire most. And, and I always love the question of who do I want to be? And I always say, I want to be the kind of person that, you know, drinks all their water, that has lots of energy, that has enthusiasm. I want to be the kind of person that goes to bed early and wakes up early. And I want to be the kind of person and I always just have fun with that. And I find that that question really helps me. It's like, who do I want to be? And then I, 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 it helps me tap into those desires. The other thing that often helps me that I do is I, I, I kind of take those feelings, a little bit of feelings of envy um, where I'm envious of someone and what they're doing in their life, or I'm envious of someone's, you know, Instagram feed or their relationship and things like that. And I let that be really insightful clues as to what it is that I desire and want for myself without getting brought down by it. It's like, hmm, more of that for me, please. <laughs> right. It's actually, I, I refer to that, that's a data point. It, it's information Ooh. that you're bringing in that is part of what you can note down about 
this is what I want. The other question that I, I, I really love to spend some time with is what do I love about me already? What is it that I want that I already have? And and really cultivating that idea of appreciation. We put so much pressure on ourselves to be someone else, to be different. And what we don't always do is take that time to appreciate and acknowledge all of the beautiful things that we already are. I'm a caring person. I, I represent and I show my love for other people. Those are things that we can really value about ourselves that sometimes get left to the side because we're too busy thinking about, well, I'm not this yet. Oh, I love it. That is gold. What do I love about me already? And making those lists and really tapping into it and remembering like, you know, I love, you know, maybe you you love something about how you already were when you were a child and you want to bring more of that back. Or, you know, I love how I'm so organized and orderly. Maybe you're an orderly organized person. It's like, I want more of that. That makes sense that I'm frustrated when the house is messy. (laughs) Right. So that one I can't claim for me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's also something that you can ask those around you mm. that one of the, one of the uh, homework assignments that I find that I, when I, and I'm not a big homework coach, but at the same time, sometimes people feel really stuck and they aren't seeing themselves as they truly are. And so I'll, I'll invite them to go out and ask other people, when you come to me, to help you solve a problem. What what is it that you know that I will bring to that conversation that is so valuable to you that I'm the one that you choose? And it creates this, and you don't ask about why, you know, what is the ugly side of that? (laughs) Only ask for the beauty of what is it that draws you to me? What is the magnet that I have that you value about your relationship with me? Because if you're feeling as though, you know, there's just really nothing that I admire about where I am right now, there are other people who are around you who value you for a reason. Oh, so true. Especially when you might not be feeling too valued um, when you're in the mock of loving someone with an addiction. Um, what I love the way you put it, Becky, what is the magnet that you have? And we all have that magic. We all have that magnet. We all have that value that we bring this world and we're all worthy. And so I just, I love that you added this element to it because sometimes we're trying to identify who we want to be and it's outside of ourselves and we're not that yet. But it's really, and I love that positive psychology approach too, of turning inward on what are your strengths already and what can we, you know, how can we use them to help really deepen um, the person that you are already and just like really embrace that. So what do I love about me already? Such a good question. And so let's go back to this idea of building the message, almost this design piece. Yeah, so I think a big part of that is, we can acknowledge what we want, but especially in those moments when we think, yes, but that's impossible. There's just no way that I'll ever get to that. It's it's beginning to create those layers. What is What is it that I ask of myself? What is it? Because we've done all of this clarifying work about what is it that we want. And it's now time to bring that idea and that concept to other people. And so you are asking for something. And that's really the core of that message that you're fundamentally building because they haven't been inside your head that whole time that you've been clarifying and acknowledging what you want. So now it's how do I 
create that story and create that message for others to hear so that they have an opportunity to help me get that thing that I want. Mm. So now where does, we know that we kind of define what we want, what we desire, and then uh, where does the creating a plan come in place? Does that come before the communicating and the communicating with yourself or is there a step in the middle there? So there's one of the things that I find is when we start to think about how do I communicate what I want to other people, we start to actually unconsciously, perhaps maybe consciously start to build that plan in a sense, Mm -hmm. because these are the elements that I need to have. So that's part of the message that I create, because what I find is so many people are wanting this huge chart and plan and timeframes and all of that. And again, it's pressure. And a lot of times that internal change doesn't follow that kind of linear structure. You know, it's sort of, I want to go from point A to point B, and that's not going to be a straight line in most situations. And so having this concrete, inflexible plan can actually sometimes get in our way. And if we constantly look at that target of where I want to go, then we just keep on keeping that in the future and we can navigate with some flexibility around that. So I'm I'm actually not a person who is encouraging the people that I work with to have this concrete set of plan um, elements. And that makes me a little bit outside the box of a lot of different ways of, of kind of creating this, uh, you know, I guess it comes back to creating that plan to get to where you want to go. My whole approach is keep in flow with a direction in mind And ultimately, then you don't have to design each step. It's just take the next step. So your next step might be explaining and expressing what you want to other people. And what I find happens for myself and for my clients when I'm working with them is that next step starts to reveal itself. So true. Okay, so much goodness in this. I can just sense the, the listeners are like, Oh, like a weight lifted, like, yay, I don't have to have a plan and check it off, check off the list, all the to-do things that I have to do. But I do love this idea. And it reminds me almost of, and this is like in, in my resilience course that we have, it's almost like creating a declaration. So what I'm picking up from you is this idea of building the message is almost declaring what you really want for yourself. It's like, even if it's declaring it for to yourself or to others or to friends or anyone else, it's almost making that declaration holds you accountable to the fact that you're going to keep striving towards that. And the way that you say, it is so beautiful. And it reminds me of this whole idea of atomic habits, like every day building in the habits that are going to get you closer to where you want to be. And it's less pressure and it's one foot in front of the other. And then I also love the idea and it reminds me of a GPS pin, like, you know, where you want to go and you just pop the pin into the map. And then there's a whole bunch of routes. There's a whole bunch of ways to get there and you can take as many different routes as you like, but as long as you're, you know, doing some things, some taking some action that will help move you closer to that pinpoint, then, then you're successful and you're, you're doing well. Absolutely. Because the doing actually requires you to challenge your emotional status quo. And so once you have told someone else, usually, as you said, that creates an accountability. Well, I told Becky 
that I was going to do this. My clients come to me all the time going, I realized I had a message, a, a call with you today and I didn't do my homework. And so I rushed to do it. Right. And so it's, yes. it's kind of a funny thing. We're telling someone that this is what we want. This is where we want to go. Even if we're not doing a whole lot of check-ins with that person, we don't want to have to go back and say, oh, I didn't do that thing. There's a, there's a, a, a humanness in that. And so it pushes us to not transform in a moment, but just to kind of edge and push on that comfort zone a little bit. So, okay, so now I'm willing to go this far, but on a different day, I might feel really bold and I might take a good chunk of that journey and move it fast forward. And then we're not judging ourselves for how much progress we're making in each day or each month. Oh, I love that. I love the removal of pressure and and I really, and, and in my book too, we have this spot where it's almost like making a declaration and the declaration is I will prioritize and safeguard my mental health, my well-being. I'm going to move me up on the priority and, and we have this me first challenge and it's all about putting yourself first. It's almost making that declaration. And it's even if you don't necessarily declare it to the world, but you're making a declaration that you're following every single day. It could be as simple as I am declaring that I am going to do safeguard or you know prioritize my well-being it's amazing how your whole and day your whole day, entire day kind of lines up to prioritize yes. your well-being it's like you suddenly make great choices to maybe go out for a walk and get fresh air maybe you drink all your water maybe you're choosing the salad off the menu you know instead of something else or Maybe you're, you know, you're detaching with love because you realize that being there is just, you know, or wherever you are is emotionally draining. You're not going to do that stress anymore. And you made the declaration, I'm safeguarding my well-being or whatever your declaration is. That is so powerful, Becky. I love that. Love it, love it, love it. It's almost like a compass. It keeps you going. You're yes. north, right? Yes. Well, and and with that detachment idea too, it can be, I made a choice to detach and I did it you know, I, I made the conscious, I had the conscious thought, and then I took the action in a faster kind of way. That in and of itself is momentum. And so getting from that recognition to action can really make those changes feel different. So those things that felt inaccessible become more of a habit and more accessible. And that's why I'm always a, a big fan of creating the reason for actually taking an action. What is it that you want from that action? Doing it because I have to is not a motivator. Doing it because there's something that I get on the other side of it is a lot more motivating. Okay, can you give us an example? Well, this is that whole concept of the coach you with the book, right? Is this idea of in, in with the coach you model, it's that acronym for eight different compelling reasons that in that instance, you know, it might be about leaders, but we're leading ourselves. So really, we're all leaders anyway. And so with that, one of them that I, I really think about a lot is that handling self-talk. And with that, it's really, you know, what nice things will you be able to say about yourself as a consequence of taking an action? So in that case of detachment, you know, I protected myself. I loved myself. I cared for myself enough not to go into full flow with what the other person was needing that wasn't serving me. And that could be in any context. 
Oh, okay. So good. And now I, I must say, I'm absolutely in love with your coach, you model. And I know you have a freebie at your website and we're going to connect everyone to your website after. And also it's in your book. It's so phenomenal. I open it to the, I, in every section in your book, every chapter, you have this coach, you model. And it's so powerful because you literally, it, it helps you reinforce why you're taking action. Like you said, your reasons for action. And so this idea is, and I love it because the C stands for confidence. And your question is, how will this action build your confidence? And what I love about this, Becky, and it's so brilliant, you're so brilliant, is that what it does is it reminds you your why. It reminds you why you're doing something and how that action is going to help you in your life. So for example, if your declaration, your desire was to prioritize your well-being or your self-care, it's like, okay, well, how, how will these actions, maybe you have specific actions that you want to take to prioritize your well-being, then you walk it through. It's like confident. How will this action build my confidence? And it's so neat because like your answers are going to reinforce the behavior and the action. Right. So powerful. And then the opportunistic, I love this. It's like, what opportunities will, will this action create for you? It's like so many opportunities if I'm prioritizing my well-being. And like, <laughs> you know, if I'm taking these actions, I'm going to yoga class. Well, you know what? There are so many opportunities for me to connect to le- with like-minded individuals. I'm probably going to make some new friends. I'm going to make my body more fit and strong and supple, and it's going to help me manage my stress. Like there's so many opportunities to me going to yoga. If that's one of my actions to help safeguard my mental health, it's amazing. And then awareness, um, what will you learn or affirm about yourself? And I just love it. So we could go through your whole acronym and it would just really help, help everyone. But um, yeah, like, do you want to expand on that a little bit? Sure. And especially with that idea of awareness, one of the things that I, I think is truly important about that one specifically is that as we're taking action, as we're moving forward, it creates an opportunity for additional data points to see us as ourselves. So as we grow that confidence, as we grow that awareness, as we manage and handle that self-talk, another one that I, I think is really important, well, I love them all, but understanding <laughs> emotion and really recognizing that our emotions are just there. They're neither good, they're not bad. They just are. It's how we respond to those emotions that really is empowering or powerful. Um, and, and really, so being able to be selective, the idea of coach you isn't that you tick off all eight boxes, because talk about pressure, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but it's an opportunity to choose an action and identify one or two motivating rewards, if you will, from that, so that when you hesitate, and you think, you know what, I'm just not so excited about taking that action that I said I was going to take, then you can go back and revisit, yes, this is why I said, and now I really feel more empowered to do that again. Or maybe, maybe not today, but I will recommit to doing it tomorrow instead. So amazing. And I do, I love this. Um, you also have yak it up. 
And it's like, how will you tell that you took action or how will you tell? So it's like almost like yak it up. I love this idea of accountability. Like, who are you going to like, you know, share with that you're doing? Who do you tell? Like, yeah, you. And so obviously coach you is the acronym that stands for something. And so I love what you're saying is that you don't have, and it's funny because there's me, right? Type A personality. I want to check it off the list. I'm, I'm looking for reasons in every single category to help me with action, but I like that, that it, you know what, just gain awareness. And I love this. Like, how will you feel differently as a result of this action? What a powerful question in understanding emotion. Like, how are you going to feel different as a result? And so let's walk, let's walk through. So we have our one, our desire, and um, we make that declaration. We either communicate it with ourselves or others. We're making that declaration for ourselves. We're explaining and expressing, you know, why it's important to us. Um, the next step is is having that as like a a, a, a destination. But we're going to just atomic habits, like just like little things that have a big impact, and slowly move towards that. Taking action, baby steps, but also walking through those reasons for action. Like, why is it that it's going to really benefit us? Walking us through the reasons that we are taking those actions on a regular basis. Absolutely. And and fundamentally, the flow of a, a coaching conversation. So when the, the listeners are imagining, how does this all work? It really comes to what is this thing that I want to think about today and and really process through and choosing it, understanding why that's important or valuable for us to grow and develop within ourselves. One of the really important things for our listeners here today as well might be really what is the arc of a coaching conversation? If I'm encouraging you to coach yourself, then knowing what that looks like can be really important. And so the first part of that is really identifying what is it that I want to focus on today? What is the the real intention that I have for my own growth and development today? And then why is that important? And that's a key piece of it because why work on something that you can't define why it's important? And so really working through and resolving that and then understanding what is the question that I need to explore around this? What do I need to answer for myself? in order for me to maybe get out of my own way or identify that next step forward and and moving things to to toward that that compass point that gps marker that we dropped and then really just kind of sitting and spending some of that time kind of thinking about in the example that we use today what is it that i want what is the message that i'm trying to create how do i challenge myself to move this forward and then thinking about as you as you process through that, what is what is an action that based on this reflection that I want to take to move me forward? And then it really is this idea of identifying through that coach you exercise, what is it that by taking this action, I might get as my reward? I often refer to that as what is my cookie at the end of yes. this. <laughs> right? And it can be a healthy cookie. I'm not against healthy cookies. And so with that, being able to identify maybe one or two things out of that coach you exercise that feel like those rewards that you want on the other side to keep you motivated and keeping you moving toward that particular goal. Amazing. And really briefly, it's like, how will it build our confidence? How is it going to provide opportunities? How is it going to increase our awareness? Um, How is it going to enhance connections? How is it going to help us with self-talk? 
How is it going to help us um, be accountable, right, with other people also? And I'm I'm going I'm I'm going by memory here. You got to help me. <laughs> Always observant uh, how it how it affects other people around us. And then the U is emotion, understanding emotion. Understanding emotion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Amazing. How will we feel differently as a result of those actions? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I love that you walked us through the arc of, you know, the coaching model. And I often use the grow model, which is like the goal. What is the goal? And the R is the reality where you're at right now. And then let's look at all these opportunities. What are the opportunities? And then the, the Y, sorry, the W is the way forward. Like, how are you going to move forward? So following kind of that also helps. But I love this insight that it's it's not so meta and out there and that we're just bringing it into this place of being a little gentler on ourselves. It's almost like a compassionate approach to coaching so that we can make positive change in our lives and just regain our strength and power and, and start from a, a, a gentle place of like, what is it that we desire for ourselves? What is it that we already love about ourselves? Uh, and just like tapping into that and then having that declaration of what it is we want, that pin drop on the map that we're going to slowly move towards without a lot of pressure, but you know what, maybe challenge those limiting beliefs, like you said, or or looking at what might be coming up or in the way, um, adopting a growth mindset around it. And then also what actions do we want to take that f- would feel good to us? And then what's the cookie? What's the reward of taking those actions? Because that's going to really help us take those actions. So, so is there anything else, Becky, that you want to add to that? Yeah, I think a big part of it is why is that action important? And and I think a, a big piece of that from, from my perspective is really about we want to feel as though we're contributing to our future. And one of the things that I think about a lot is if someone else tells me that I have to do something, it is entirely likely I will resist (laughs) and I will come up with all of the reasons why that's not necessary. And I don't need to challenge myself in that particular way. When we invite ourselves to take action, and that's part of the coaching conversations that I have too, is what is the action you as my client choose to take? And so with a coach you perspective, I encourage you to think about what is it that I'm willing to do for myself in this kind of situation? Because taking instruction and action advice from yourself can be really, really powerful, whether it's through your own motivations, your own reflections, or through the support of a coach. Oh my gosh, so amazing. What am I willing to do for myself? That is such a powerful question. And it's so true. And we're more likely to be intrinsically motivated when it's something like why, when we're connected to why our actions are so important to us. And so is it just a matter of sitting down and making a list of why it's important? Or is it like a continual list? Or is it just a constant reminder of why it's important? What do you think, Becky? My philosophy is about iteration. Create a hypothesis, test your hypothesis, right? And so it's always this iterative process of collecting additional data points. This is who I am. This is who I choose to be. And just letting that gently grow in the direction that you have targeted. Ooh, I love that. Gently grow in the direction that we've targeted for ourselves. 
Oh my gosh, this has been such a, a wonderful, I would say compassionate approach to self-growth, to taking action, to coaching ourselves for positive change. And just, you know, it's beyond just defining goals and like putting action. It's like so much more to it than that. So I cannot thank you enough, Becky, for all your wisdom and your support around this and helping our community here. Uh, if there was one last thing that you wanted to share with the listener, what would it be? I think it really comes back to when when you're thinking about what is the growth that I want, where is it that I choose to go? It is that compassion. It is that treat yourself gently, treat yourself with grace, because forcing yourself doesn't generally get you the outcome or the direction that you want to go. And really that gentle evolution of the process is really what I would want each of the listeners to recognize is a viable approach to growth. Mm, I love that gentle evolution process. It's a journey and viable evolution. Oh my gosh, you are, all these words are just like ringing in my ears and oh my gosh, Becky, thank you so much. So I obviously am going to put all links to your book and links to your website and everything in the show notes. Like, what are you up to these days? Did you want to share with the listener? Yeah. So, you know, recently I have been doing uh, some of the book signings and kind of what I've been calling book talks. So even within organizations or groups to be able to have conversations about some of the content within the book and, and sharing what might be relevant, whether it's a an association, uh, a book club, things like that, that just kind of coming together. And so that's been really fun to have an opportunity to see the book through a variety of different lenses and see how people want to participate in those conversations. It's been a lot of fun. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you again so much for your time, your expertise, and for being here and sharing your wisdom with our community. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. I'm appreciating the opportunity to come and talk with your listeners today. Thanks for the invite. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com, where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.